up gamers welcome back to the channel we're gonna play minecraft oh wait uh this is actually hypothetically speaking so instead we're gonna give you the play-by-play -play of all the most important new sports and entertainment today but before we do make sure you like and subscribe smash that like button broskies i'm kirsten dorman and i just said all that i'm von jones and i'd rather be mining diamonds I'm Gideon Karaoke, and it is Monday, and I am tired as heck, y'all. I'm Nicole Pinter, and I gotta say, Kirsten, you did that like a little too well. Yeah, just a tiny bit. It's Minecraft, <laughs> just Minecraft a little Monday. Too well. Am I hearing what I'm hearing? Like, I should start a Minecraft YouTube channel? What, what, what's going Correct. on is we have a podcast, but we also should be starting a Let's Play channel, um, and we should all be playing Minecraft. Subscribe um, to our Twitch. Yeah, Twitch, yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking on Twitch. Um, uh, on a much more serious note, we have some some stories today. This is a very news-heavy episode. Um, our first story of the day is obviously the first story on everyone's docket. Um, Minnesota police officer fatally shoots 20-year-old Dante Wright at traffic stop um, 14 miles uh, north of where George, George Floyd was killed last year in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Um, he was pulled over for having a an air freshener hanging from his back window, which is apparently illegal in Minnesota. And for some reason, he was told to exit the car. They found he had a warrant, but the warrant for his arrest was non-felony. Um, and apparently the police officer and the chief of police uh, in Brooklyn Center said that the officer intended to pull out her taser um, and shoot him because he was trying to resist arrest. Um, and uh, she pulled out a gun instead and shot him. Um, and obviously, um, Brooklyn Center Mayor Mike Elliott says he wants the officer fired, that no one should make mistakes at the expense of other people's life, uh, regardless of the situation. Um, in the video, you can hear a female voice shout taser before pulling out a gun. Um, and in the same voice can be uh, heard saying, holy expletive, I just shot him. Um, protesters have gathered in Brooklyn Center. You, uh, police used tear gas on protesters uh, in front of the involved officers precinct last night. Um, and the uh, defense of Derek Chauvin, the officer who killed George Floyd, asked the judge uh, to sequester the jury as they may be influenced by the killing of another black man by police, but the request was denied. So that's another wrinkle in the story. And another wrinkle, uh, tonight's Timberwolves Nets and the Minnesota Twins as well. Um, these games were postponed and will not be played in the wake of the shooting, similar to the actions taken by NBA teams last summer. Um, this is another in a long line uh, of police involved and police perpetrated shootings uh, that will continually be excused by some people and um, brought to light by others. Uh, it is a tragedy, it is sad, and uh, I, no, no one should be making mistakes at the expense of the life of another person. That's flat out it. Um, do you, any of you guys have thoughts on this? Uh, one thing I do wanna say, uh, so apart from the whole issue at, at hand of the officer in this case shooting someone while trying to pull out a taser which is like excuse me and by the way i should note tasers aren't particularly that good either like the the plenty of people have gotten serious injuries or have died from tasers being used on them so there's two pro this is a complete to call this a mess is uh, is a massive understatement. It just doesn't do this injustice, uh, any justice of explaining it. It's sick, it's awful, and the 
a police, a traffic stop should not mean uh, execution. I, I can't, in fact, quite honestly, there's a lot of uh, questions being, a lot of uh, ideas being floated around by some uh, quarters of like, should we even have police doing minor traffic stops? That, yeah, there is also the, another added wrinkle that um, Dante's mother was on the phone with him because he called her when he got pulled over. Um, so that's another thing she had to hear her son be basically accidentally executed by police. Um, this is a tragic story and I don't want to hang on it too much longer um, because it kind of bums me out. Um, this is very sad. It's really is something that um, keeps happening um, and people who are protesting in the streets want a difference. They want a change. Um, so hopefully they're listened to uh, like they were vaguely listened to last summer. Uh, we have another story here. Kirsten, is this you? Uh, this is me. So over in Italy, um, earlier today, Italian police say a stolen statue from an archaeological site in Belgium has been, or sorry, it was an archaeological site in Italy, and it was recovered in Belgium, to kind of clarify. But it turned out two off-duty art squad police officers, um, they were in the archaeological unit. Um, they were on an assignment out in Brussels when they just took a short walk after work in this neighborhood known for its antique shops. And they is reportedly 100,000 euros in value and for all of our American listeners which is probably all of you that is $119,040.50 in U.S. currency. The Associated Press reports that an Italian businessman who used a Spanish pseudonym has been referred to prosecutors for further investigation into allegations that he received and then exported Tocatis abroad um, the Carbonari Art Squad said in a statement Monday. So it'll be interesting to see what the story is. Just of a case of like right place, right time of like people who know about stolen statues, like being in a shop and being like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Italian art cops in Belgium? In Belgium, in Brussels, in Belgium. I think it'll be really interesting to see how Togatus got from the archaeological site through this businessman with the Spanish pseudonym to Belgium so yeah that's all for that unless anybody else has something to say I think it's cool that Italy has art cops I think that's pretty yeah. nice they, I would like to be an art cop I think an art squad and then specifically an archaeological unit in the art squad that's how you know other countries have so much more culture than America does because no one would ever dream of employing officers just to protect art. That's you, you let museum employees do that, I guess. I guess so. Gideon, you've got this next story. Yes, I do. Uh, so to take it back here to the United States, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, is saying that Michigan, which is currently experiencing a surge in COVID cases, should enact shutdown measures, according to the New York Times. Walensky's rationale is that it would take weeks for vaccines to get to full protection, making them not very helpful in tackling the current surge. This comes in response to efforts from 
Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan to obtain additional vaccine doses. Whitmer has so far avoided enacting stricter measures uh, this surge as she has in previous rounds of COVID surges in Michigan, urging Michigan residents to take personal responsibility. So yes, so those of you who haven't been paying much attention, yes, Michigan's undergoing another surge. It's one of the few places in the country where COVID's actually spiraling much, much worse now, because in most of the country, it's actually, unfortunately, not really going down anymore as much as it is leveling off, which is not, not exactly great considering how close we are to the end. But yes, that is the kind of situation between the federal government and Michigan right now. And this is this is interesting too because Whitmer was the governor who there was like a host, almost a hostage situation type thing with her where there were residents there that wanted that stormed their Michigan Capitol building and then there was a plan in place to capture her and many other Michigan officials. And I I get why she is, and I, re I just read an article on this too, where she's kind of tiptoeing around the subject and she's watching her words. And it's really because of this, because she had to fear for her life because of this, because the residents made that, made her feel that way. And that's really sad. And because even when she gave the order to not, not order, but strongly urged residents to, you know, shut down content stay home she's like I want to emphasize these aren't orders this isn't like a mandate but like please do this and it's really sad that it's come to that place in so many places and not just Michigan but especially with Whitmer and she has every right to feel that way and feel like she has to tiptoe around her words and it's just a really sad situation all around yeah I you know I guess to quickly say you know, in a society such as, uh, as ours, where there is some form of democratic accountability, I, there should not, I do, I think it is reckless and bad for uh, office holders to have to fear for their very life just doing their responsibilities. There's a difference between them fearing the accountability at a ballot box, which is fair and square. They should, they should literally live in fear that the voters will kick them out but they shouldn't live in fear for their very lives. And the fact that Whitmer and other officials who did take some stride in action last year about COVID uh, fear for their lives is, uh, I, 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 many other people have come out and said, and I'll come out and say it here, American democracy is not in a good place. If that's a reality officials have to fear of you know, getting kidnapped and potentially killed so I guess that's all I have to say on that situation. Yeah. And so next we have more politics. Who has this story? Oh, this is me. Um, this is a stunning upset in a foreign election in the Peru elections. Um, Pedro, uh, Peru's uh, April 11th election saw a surprising victor, um, far-left Marxist-Leninist candidate Pedro Castillo, who won first place in the election and the spot in the June runoff with 17% of the vote. Um, he campaigned, capitalizing on the mismanagement of the COVID crisis by the current government, as well as a strong rural-centric policy. He wore a cowboy hat to debates, and he campaigned on horseback 
Um, he wants to use 10% of the nation's GDP on education and 10% on healthcare in a neoliberal, which is what he calls it, economic model. But he is an economic liberal and a social conservative. Uh, he opposes gay marriage and abortion. Um, and his opponent could potentially be, as if results hold currently, um, a daughter of former president, we'll put president in quotes, Alberto Fujimori. Uh, if you don't know about Fujimori's reign in Peru, uh, he was a very dangerous and, and totalitarian dictator. Um, and his daughter is now in her third runoff election in a row, I think. Um, so that's happening. Yeah. Uh, very weird situation. And this mostly, from what I've read, came about because basically the entire Peruvian political system has all but collapsed in on itself. All the mainstream parties have have been facing scandal after scandal after scandal. And this is not to say that, you know, Castillo is not without scandal of his own. He's a bit of a, a character and a type that the United States might not be particularly fond of. He's apparently said in an interview that Venezuela's government is democratic and a view that I don't think the United States agrees with. And Fujimori, apart from uh, Keiko Fujimori, apart from being the daughter of, of course, Alberto Fujimori, uh, has come out and said that Peru needs uh, Peru needs a, de a demodura, um, what she defined as not a dictatorship but hard democracy, and she wants to free her father, who was currently imprisoned for crimes that happened under his regime. Uh, and There's is, also the added wrinkle that if Castillo gets elected, he's going to appoint a constitutional, um, a constitutional um, commission to rewrite Peru's constitution as well. Um, so a lot of stuff happening in Peru. So continue to pay attention to that as it develops. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, in our new segment today, quickly, I just want to include a lighter story to hopefully cleanse our palates. I'm sorry, it still does involve the police, but in a much more lighthearted way than we normally talk about them. So last week in Greenville, North Carolina, a goat was arrested. Uh, the police received a call that morning about a possible breaking and entering. And they said when they arrived, the goat, whose name is Billy, was hanging around the home's windows. Billy was then taken into custody and transported to the local animal shelter, but was picked up by his owner soon after to finish out his sentence in house arrest, as police put it. So there's one- Free Billy, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, there's one positive story and yeah. Hey, hashtag Kirsten, Kirsten, what do goats like to eat for breakfast? Uh, I don't know. What do they like to eat for breakfast? Goat meal. All right. Yeah. Um, in entertainment news, we do have one sad story for entertainment. Uh, rapper DMX passed away at 50 a couple of days ago. He was in a vegetative state out at the hospital after a heart attack. And there was actually a, um, a premature uh, declaration of his death by one of his close friends that led to a wave of articles and tweets being published about his death. And then it turned out that he was still alive and then he passed away. So the second time it actually did sadly happen. He's known for songs such as Rough Riders Anthem, Where the Hood At, uh, and X Gonna Give It To You. Uh, and he has some of the best ad-libs of all time. Um, his what? Uh, and stuff like that is just like, the it's the best. His ad-libs are fantastic. Uh, quintessential New York rap. Um, so rest in peace, DMX, and thank you for all the great music that you've given us. 
Um, another. You can't leave out the. You can't leave out the dog barking. You can't oh, yeah, just. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's when you know he is so good. Is that we? <laughs> he yeah. barks and no one questions it. He barks and everyone was like, "Yeah." Yeah. And everyone's like, "Yeah, this is it." And I, um, oh, I love them. In more lighthearted entertainment news, also any live performance of DMX's is insane. So watch some DMX live yeah. shows uh, to I celebrate next walked so little john could run in terms of ad-libbing this is true the ad-libbing yes i would agree um and in other silly entertainment news olivia rodrigo got a parking ticket if you don't know who olivia rodrigo is she made a song about just getting her driver's license like a few months ago and then she got a parking ticket um she just should have kept driving alone past your street instead of parking and getting a ticket that's sad for olivia rodrigo she is coming out with a new album soon though and if this is promotion for the new album i would not be surprised and i would also laugh really really hard um so she's she's got music coming out oh also um today this isn't written down but today um is the i think 24th anniversary of uh hole's debut album if you don't know hole that's courtney loves grunge band uh it's a really good album so listen to it this was yesterday for those of you listening on tuesday but it's a really good album so listen to it yeah and lastly in entertainment we have I really wanted to talk about this miraculous ladybug. And if you're unfamiliar with what the heck that is, basically the miraculous tales of ladybug and cat noir is an animated series that features a girl named Marinette who has superpowers. And honestly, she's a lot like Spider-Man, except if he was a really awkward teenage girl living in Paris instead of Queens. So she teams up with a classmate of hers who moonlights as the hero Cat Noir. They fight crime together. It's a lot of fun and it's a really great comfort show if you need one. It debuted in the US on Nickelodeon in 2015, um, but before that it actually aired in South Korea and France and it's, an, it's available in such a wide variety of languages. It's actually pretty neat. Um, so right now it's also available on the American version of Netflix if you wanna watch it hint hint nudge nudge and season four premiered on april 11th which is yesterday as of now that we're recording this and two days ago as of the time that you'll be listening to this so fans of the show have been really buzzing about what's to come fan theories are everywhere people are doing like super cool fan work and all that kinds of thing and a lot of it has ended up on tiktok so if you've seen it on your for you page now you hopefully have a better idea of why and what it is. Wait, I have a question. So it debuted in Nickelodeon or on Nickelodeon. I swear I've seen it on Disney Channel before though. It's possible. I mean, I saw when you Google it, you can see underneath where it says watch, there's like a Disney icon, but it's also on Netflix. It's really kind of odd. I don't know but watch it wherever you can. It's a really fantastic show. Sports time. Um, the Suns are currently number one in the NBA's weekly power rankings. That is one out of 30, and that is the top, not the bottom. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to do, man. I, I still just don't know how to handle myself, uh, and I'm enjoying uh, it a lot. Um, I was at the Jazz game last week, uh, Suns Jazz. It went to overtime, and then the day later, I went to uh, the Diamondbacks home opener that went to extra innings. 
and so I watched a lot of extra sports this week, and it was a ton of fun. The Diamondbacks are bad, by the way. Don't ignore them. Um, other Arizona sports teams, free agent running back James Conner is in Arizona. He's getting a physical today, um, which means that there's a possibility that he might just sign with Arizona. But this is his first free agent visit um, after getting surgery for turf toe, which it hurts and is not fun. Um, the NFL draft is two weeks away and the Cardinals hold the 16th pick. If they don't trade up, they're expected to use that pick on JC Horn, uh, the, the corner, uh, because for the love of God, the Arizona Cardinals are a circle right now in that they have no corners. Thank you. Um, wow. wow. Great job. Oh yeah. Nicole, <laughs> Nicole, you got the next one. Yeah. Um, just on the draft. We'll go into it more detail when, you know, it comes closer. Uh, the Bears have the 20th pick, and I'm scared. I just want you to know I'm scared because there's no there's no right answer, but every wrong answer for what the Bears can do in this draft with the first-round pick. Uh, I'll just say that much. Anyways, so the Masters were this past weekend, and Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters by one stroke. He was 10 under. He's the first male Japanese player to win a major. Uh, so really, really cool. Uh, there were pictures of him just Monday morning of him just chilling in Atlanta airport, carrying the dream jacket. He put it over, you know, an airport chair. I, you know, he's one of us, but like, how, how are you just going to put it over an airport chair, man? No, like, no, no. If I got the been. green jacket, I would wear it grocery shopping. Like I would wear it to every, like if I'm going to the dentist, I'm throwing on the green jacket. And I'm about to be like, what's up everybody. This is my green jacket. hundred yeah. percent. What's the point of getting the green jacket if you can't show it off at every possible opportunity? This is like the only trophy that's a wearable item of clothing. So like, yeah. where the I don't put it in the trophy case. Where the item of the clothing? Also, question: even, Why aren't there more sports trophies that are wearable? Period. I agree. Well, I mean, you have like fair. championship rings, but those aren't like clothing items. And also, they have like a million diamonds in every single one of them. So I would not wear that in public uh but the green jacket i might wear in public imagine him going to coat check and just picking up the green jacket uh that's easily at a, at a party or something he drops his coat off he's like yeah number 39 it's the green one um i would like that a lot i'm not even a huge fan of green and, and the green jacket just looks great wear it around come on you want it yeah of um, course you do. so he 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 actually, so and the funny thing is it was, so Saturday there was a rain delay, possibility of strong storms. Those passed, just rain. And he was, I forget the exact, his exact strokes, but he was incredible after the rain delay. And it pretty much won him the thing. Uh, Will Zlatoris, I hope I'm saying that right. He finished in second, nine under. Uh, no one knew his name coming in, but he's here to say now. He looks very much like the caddy character from Happy Gilmore. Um, which Adam Sandler tweeted out to him and Zlatoris responded, if you ever need a caddy, I will never turn you down. Happy Gilmore. Um, so that was, that was wholesome. Uh, a lot of, he was a favorite to win as was Spieth and Spieth somehow got third despite putting like really poorly. Um, almost a playoff, but he needed a, a lot of help from Hideki. Um, yeah. So he's here to say now Xander Shoffle, Shoffley blew it. Uh, Hideki had hit it in the water on the 15th hole, opening the way for Xander to possibly come in and take the lead. And he triple bogeyed for the first time in his career on the 16th hole. Yeah, over a thousand holes. And this is the first time he triple bogeyed. So really bad time for it. Hideki Matsuyama is your 2021 Masters winner. Uh, yes, I watched golf this weekend. 
I had to move the story up because there was mention of Adam Sandler and it's the perfect segue. Um, speaking of Adam Sandler, Kevin James is to play Saints coach Sean Payton in a movie called Home Team. It's about the season that Sean Payton was suspended in 2012 for definitely not bad at all reasons and definitely nothing terrible at all. Um, he uh, paid his players to intentionally injure other players and he was suspended for the 2012 season and he coached his son's sixth grade football team instead of the new orleans saints um so it'll be really fun to see kevin james do that because i think it'd be really funny um and can someone just stop netflix from making movies please no this is hilarious i will never (laughs) it is especially but (laughs) i love working with adam sandler um hubie halloween is one of the greatest films to ever exist in the world um i'm not kidding it's amazing uh we have one story left and this is also a good story so nicole finish this off on the strong note yes a federal judge approved a partial deal between players on the u.s women's national team and u.s soccer federation over unequal working conditions uh so the working conditions that are now equal to men include use of charter flights for travel venue selection number of support staff and hotel accommodations so this is really, really important step and sort of paves the way for players to appeal their equal pay claims. This is all from ESPN, just FYI, because it's practically word for word. Um, go me, not in Cronkite. Um, so yeah, so this is a really important step for them for equal pay claims. Uh, U.S. Soccer Federation keeps saying, you know, we've invited them and they won't do it, but whatever, because, you know, it's it's on their terms, not the U.S. Women's Soccer Team terms. So Really important step, really cool, and something that should have happened a long time ago, but glad it happened now. I would agree. Um, I'm excited about this, especially since, like, to think about how successful the U.S. women's national team has been, and they don't have charter flights. Like, they don't have, like, actual, like, solid flights, venues, stuff like that. The success is so much more than that of the men's team so it's crazy to think that they're now finally getting these things and they what they had to do and how many games they had to win to get through it um they almost lost the other day though but they ended up drawing sweden like really late in the game it was pretty exciting it was a penalty kick with like in like the 86 minute and they ended up winning which is cool um anyway i think that's all we have for this week right kristen you want to close this out because you opened this up yes that is all we have this week and before we go we want to just remind you to follow us on twitter at hypoth underscore speaking and to smash that like button and hit subscribe turn on notifications all that fun stuff this has been hypothetically speaking i'm kirsten dorman for von jones nicole pinter and gideon karaoke have a great week